Welcome to the Adopting Joy podcast. I'm your host, Colleen Seward-Ryan. It's my passionate mission to share inspirational insights, actionable tips, tools, and techniques that you can apply immediately so you can create your best life. Sample topics include dealing with difficult people, how to get motivated and stay motivated, and transforming your struggles into success. If you're looking to create a more free and fulfilling life filled with greater happiness, health, and healing, you've come to the right place. My goal is to help you love your life. It's one of the secrets to adopting joy. Could you use some quick tips and encouraging thoughts, quotes, and techniques to get you through high-stress times? Or maybe you just want some tips to take you from good to great, or to give you energy, or all of the above. So let's get started. Probably one of the first things that I would say is surround yourself with positive, nurturing, supportive people, whether that is family members, friends, work colleagues. They'll keep you focused on your strengths and not beating yourself up because it really starts with self-awareness. And sometimes those positive, supportive people can really hold you accountable and help you to get back to being self-aware and recognizing negative mindset patterns. I always like to say, think about what you're thinking about. So stop and think about the thoughts that are going through your mind. Studies show that hanging out with friends really does lower stress and help boost your mood. It helps with work-life balance. And so many of the clients that I speak to right now, so many people, it seems like in the last two years, are really looking for some tips to help with work-life balance. Also, studies show that meeting with your friends lowers blood pressure and even improves illness recovery rates. You'll benefit, and so will they. Also, schedule some me time to head it off at the pass. Just any stress that you're feeling, any anxiety, and actually writing down an appointment with friends for coffee or a dinner date can help you think that that appointment is written in stone. And don't cancel it. It's important for your mental health. Do you replenish yourself over the weekend? Well, here are three things that may help you refresh your spirit and adopt a more positive mindset. Number one, do something for someone else. It's true. According to research, when we help others, the parts of our brains that is associated with happiness lights up in MRI scans. Isn't that amazing? When we help others, 
the part of our brains that is associated with happiness lights up in MRI scans. Find a cause that you're passionate about and volunteer. If you're extremely busy right now and you're getting stressed just at the thought of (laughs) volunteering and putting one more thing on your plate, consider maybe volunteering just as a one-time event, you know, for something that you enjoy doing. Go outside. One of my favorite things to do is to go out in nature and admire any nearby horses in the area. I love horse farms, uh, really farms of any any kind. I love to just get outside. I also love scenic drives through the country. Take a short walk. By all means, squeeze it into your schedule. You won't be sorry. The forest, the water, beach, rivers, the grass— Whatever scenery you have around you will re-energize you and charge up your batteries for a more positive day. When I finish recording this podcast, I'm going to head to Falls Park on the Reedy River here in downtown Greenville, South Carolina, also known as Upstate South Carolina. There are waterfalls there, sand, boulders along the river, walking paths where you see ducks, geese, beautiful blooming trees, grass, and flowers right here in downtown. Learn something new. Make a promise to yourself over the weekend that you will learn a new thing. For example, have you thought about starting a foreign language course, baking a new dessert, learning a new sport? Consider being a tourist in your own town. I find there are so many people who, wherever they live, if they've lived there all their life, oftentimes they've never even seen uh, the landmarks that all the tourists come to see from all over. So think about being a tourist in your own town. Go on a tour and learn something new about your region of the country. New skills help boost your self-confidence and even exercise your cognitive function. Are you under a lot of pressure at work, at home, or both? Well, the thing that I would first ask you How much of that pressure is pressure that you put on yourself? Be honest. I can relate because I put a lot of pressure on myself at work to perform. I'm just very conscientious. I like to do the absolute best that I can. But remember, give yourself grace. Maybe you need to hear it from me. Give yourself a break. Cut yourself some slack. And I say that because I think sometimes we need to hear it from someone else. Treat yourself with the respect you deserve. We all know to treat others with respect, but also treat yourself with the respect you deserve. Speak to yourself the way you'd speak to a friend. Are you experiencing growing feelings of unease, overwhelm, or exhaustion? 
Studies show you can love what you're doing and still experience burnout if you don't know when to take a step back. Now, one of my earlier podcasts was all about burnout. So if you haven't listened to that previous episode, I think it was uh, one or two episodes back, um, do listen to that. Because when you're burnt out, your focus and attention are not at your typical level. You start procrastinating more and pushing deadlines out further and further. You start finding little satisfaction or interest in things that used to bring you joy. Research shows you start to have a more cynical outlook and a more negative attitude. A secret productivity killer is indifference. If you're indifferent, you're not lazy. Most likely, you're probably experiencing burnout. There's a feeling of exhaustion. Deal with it early on, or it can lead you down a spiral of detachment, disengagement, and depression. And I know, because I've been there before, know that you are not alone. And don't be afraid to delegate if you can. Ask questions. Ask for help. It's amazing how many people in my speaking engagements will say at the end that one of their biggest takeaways was not to be afraid to ask for help. And my goal for all of you with this episode is to think about what are some tangible takeaways that you could literally go right out and apply beyond this podcast episode. So ideally, if you can, have a piece of paper and a pencil with you. If you hear something good and you're driving, pull over, turn off your motor, (laughs) and quickly just jot down some of these techniques. And maybe one of your tangible takeaways is going to be, you're just going to hear a quote that you like, that you need to remember. You know, if you've listened to my other episodes, that I love quotes. So definitely this is something that you want to take care of and definitely make sure that you're taking notes. So don't be afraid to ask other people for help. Don't be worried that you'll look stupid or feel less than because you have a question. This is really important, whether it's at work, whether you're looking to buy a house and you have questions for the real estate agent before you sign, I'm going through this and I am not afraid to ask questions. Also, remember, feelings are not facts. Just because you think something, maybe you have a negative thought about yourself, just because you think something doesn't mean it's true. Feelings are not facts. Are you going through a lot of changes? There's an anonymous quote, and I don't know who said this. I tried to Google it and find out, but here's a quote to remember. Not all storms come to disrupt your life. Some come to clear your path. So let me repeat that. Not all storms come to disrupt your life. Some come to clear your path. I'm on Instagram a lot, and I couldn't find out 
even Googling it, who had said that quote. But isn't it true? You can probably think of difficult times that you went through in life. And then looking back, you can see that they led you to a much better situation. I like to say what you suffer today paves the way. Oftentimes, it's the difficult and challenging circumstances that show us what we're truly made of, where we discover strength we didn't even know we had. Sometimes you have to go through it to grow through it. And when you're through changing, you're through. Um, You've heard the saying growing pains. That's because growing and changing isn't always easy, but it's how we evolve. Maybe, Maybe this is information not just for you, but maybe for you to share with someone else. So also be thinking who needs to hear some of these tips and techniques and quotes. Acknowledge that uncertainty is a natural part of life. Dealing with uncertainties can bring benefits, such as helping you learn to adapt and cope, overcome challenges, and increase resiliency. If you strive for certainty in all areas of your life, you'll only fuel the flames of worry and anxiety because there is no such thing as certainty in almost every situation. Know your anxiety and uncertainty triggers, because for most of us, a lot of times we would rather have news, even if it's bad news, we would often rather know something and have that certainty than the uncertainty. So know your anxiety and uncertainty triggers. A lot of uncertainty can be self-inflicted through (laughs) catastrophizing, imagining the worst, or overall having a pessimistic outlook. Worriers, you know who you are. By the way, this is one reason people began panic buying during the pandemic. There was all this uncertainty. People would imagine the worst. They'd watch or hear the news and imagine imagine the worst case scenario. You know, they would imagine things running out. So definitely acknowledge your feelings. Learn to lean into the yuck, those uncomfortable feelings. Acknowledge them, but also write about them. Write it out. Talk it out with somebody supportive. Exercise it out. Literally get those feelings out. Write about what it is that causes you anxiety and uncertainty. What are your triggers? Notice when you feel the need for certainty about something. What are your thoughts? And are there any physical sensations such as a tight neck or shallow breathing? You may be so busy that sometimes you literally forget to breathe. So type A's, you know who you are. 
According to numerous studies, exercise is still one of the best antidotes to stress and anxiety. And I know that's something that you've heard before, but I think sometimes when you hear something again, repetition is the mother of skill. The more you hear it, the more likely you are to remember it. Sometimes maybe, you know, I might be saying something that you've heard before, like exercise is great for combating anxiety, but maybe right now you just needed to hear it again. So get moving, get outdoors, whether it's for a run, whether it's, you know, even just for a walk, slow down your walking and notice each deliberate step. Here's a technique that I really like. Go outside, slow down your walking. And like I said, notice each deliberate step. There's a a method to my madness and why I'm suggesting this. Notice a nearby bed of flowers or the grass, uh, the sound of the birds. Maybe you see a bird. Focus on one thing. Breathe deeply. Notice your breath and get into the present. Because for a lot of us, it is so easy to either stay focused on the past or to be future tripping. So staying in the present. When I had my rescue dog, Joy, and by the way, if you haven't listened to episode two, it is all about how this podcast came about and how my rescue dog, Joy, was already named when I adopted her as a puppy. Anyway, when I had her and we'd go for walks, she would stop frequently and just you know, you know how dogs are, smell the flowers or a tree. She would literally stop to smell the roses. And by the way, there were times when admittedly, I would then stop and smell the roses. Walking with a dog is one of the best things for keeping you in the present moment. Speaking of which, here is another tip. Consider adopting a rescue animal, or if you don't have uh, the time for that, maybe volunteer one hour a week or two hours a week at a shelter. Here's why. A 2011 study found pet owners had higher self-esteem Now, while it's a selfless act to adopt an animal, there are many benefits for us as well. Caring for a pet provides a sense of purpose to the owner, says Jeremy Barron, MD at Johns Hopkins. Dogs are even being used to detect cancer and seizures in some people. Some of the benefits of holding and or petting an animal, it can be any animal, include lowering cortisol, the stress hormone, and boosting your feel-good hormone, oxytocin, which keeps your blood pressure at bay. Oxytocin is also the same hormone that bonds mothers with babies. 
Not to mention the fact that, um, you know, for example, if you have a dog, they just get you out and socializing. When I had Joy, I lived in dog world. She was a um, major runner. A lot of people at the local dog parks thought that she ran in the low 30s in terms of miles per hour. So it just gets you out. Practice gratitude to combat a negative and or comparison mindset. And this is really important, especially if you're on social media, because comparison steals your joy. It causes you to look at everything you don't have, and there will always be someone better off than you, and probably a lot of people worse off. There are people out there who would love to have your life. I've heard that something like at least half the world's population doesn't have regular ongoing electricity. Uh, now, you can fact check me on that, but there's a lot of people in the world that do not have regular electricity. Henry David Thoreau said, I am grateful for what I am and have. My thanksgiving is perpetual. Visit a store and get an elaborate gratitude journal, one that stands out to you when you peruse the aisle. Here's another idea. At home with your family or with friends, play the gratitude game. Go around the table and have each person tell whoever is sitting next to them why they are grateful for them and what is special about them. This would also be a wonderful way to honor people at work as well if you've uh, gone back to work. So think about practicing the gratitude game where you go around the table and you tell each person sitting next to you why you're grateful for them and what is special about them. Also, remember, you will never please everyone. People pleasers, this is for you. What others think of you is none of your business. What others think of you is beyond your control. Sure, at work, you want to perform your absolute best. I've already talked about that. Maybe for some of you, you're retired and it's, it's volunteer work. You want to always perform your best and do perform at your best. But as I like to say, do your best, then detach from the rest. Detach from the outcome. You have done all you can to the best of your ability. And sometimes when you're under a time crunch, you might be under a big time crunch. You've got a lot to do. It seems like you've got to do it all at the same time. Do your best. And remember, sometimes good is good enough. I never listen to any of these podcasts once I've completed them, a podcast episode. I do every one on the, the first take. I do it to the best of my ability. 
I am here to help you and just give you some quick tips and key takeaways to benefit your life. And beyond that, I can honestly say I never listen to a podcast episode once I've recorded it. So push perfectionism out the door. And I will probably be saying that again. It can also lead to procrastination when you think you have to do something perfectly. I like to say everything you procrastinate today only compounds tomorrow's pressure. So just do what you need to do. According to research, procrastination is often the result of overwhelm and being stressed to the max. So it's probably not that you're lazy. It's that you're already overwhelmed and stressed. The problem is that the more you procrastinate, the worse it gets. And and you've experienced that. Sometimes you're just thinking and thinking and thinking about something that you have to do, and you know you need to do it, and you're not doing it. You're doing instead some fun activity or something that you'd prefer to do. But what are you doing? In the back of your mind, you're thinking about it anyway, so you're better off to just do it. The hardest part is getting started. I like to say action is the antidote to inertia. So I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. Push perfectionism out the door. Procrastination can also be fear-based. We imagine the worst happening with our what-ifs, and so we never even get started. Or maybe there's something you have to do, and it's just boring. So all of this starts with self-awareness. Once you're self-aware, the next step is taking action. Action is the antidote to inertia. I like to say, action creates traction. Know that you won't always feel like doing something. You know, this this all sounds great, but sometimes no matter what advice you get, you just don't feel like doing something. But if you wait until you feel like doing that task, it could be working out, it could be anything. There are certain things that if you wait till you feel like doing it, you may never do it. A lot of times you just need to do it anyway. The sooner you recognize that you may never or very rarely enjoy doing certain tasks, the better, you know. Cleaning out the litter box is not my favorite thing, but I do it. Maybe emptying the dishwasher, folding your laundry. Just recognize there may be certain things that you're never going to love doing, and that's okay. Adjust the feeling of not wanting to do it to the thought, I will do it anyway. Do it because you're thinking about it, you're rehearsing it in your mind anyway. So it starts with self-awareness, being aware of what you're thinking and that you won't always feel motivated to do certain things. 
Another tip for taking your life to the next best level is practicing kindness. I mentioned this briefly, but I'm going to say some things. Um, I'm going to take say some new things here. According to the Random Acts of Kindness Foundation, about half of participants in one study reported that they feel stronger and more energetic after helping others, while many also reported feeling calmer and less depressed with increased feelings of self-worth. Your one small act of kindness could have a ripple effect you'll never know about. Studies show the person, by the way, the third party who is watching the kindness take place between two people actually feels better afterward as well. There are so many benefits to loving each other and being kind. We may not even know all the emotional and physiological benefits yet. Help others discover and develop their abilities. This is another way that you can be kind to other people. You may see potential in others where they can't see it in themselves. If someone knows you have confidence in them, that in itself can be a huge confidence boost for them. You never know how you may be making a difference You never know what someone is going through. You could be that one positive person in their life that day. When someone says to me at the end of one of my speaking engagements or sometimes after reading one of my social media posts, you know, somebody might say, oh, you've helped me so much. And then they proceed to tell me what specifically I helped them with It makes my day more than anything ever could. Because when we help others, we indirectly help ourselves because it gives us a purpose and a sense of meaning, and we're all connected. We are all here to help enrich each other's lives in some way, even in a small way. You never know the impact that a kind word can have on someone else. American poet Maya Angelou, she's passed on, but she said it best. People will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. Another tip, practice self-reflection. We can ask ourselves what circumstances have actually helped us in our personal growth over the years. And if we're not satisfied with life, what we can do to change how things are going. And remember, acknowledge that uncertainty is a natural part of life. This is something that you can do on a walk, on a bike ride, just sitting outside with your morning coffee or watching a sunset. And this is my probably my last uh, 
biggest tip. Are you a music buff like I am? Some of the benefits of listening to music as an energizing technique are improved blood flow. It also boosts your mood. I definitely find this. It boosts your mood due to dopamine. It relieves anxiety. Music therapy can relax an agitated person or a patient in a hospital. Listening to music can reduce stress and decrease pain. Actually, I am going to add one more to this list. Don't be afraid of making mistakes. Mistakes are a natural part of life. A lot of people often think, well, what if I make a mistake? What if I fail? Well, really, if you learn from the mistake, you haven't failed. Think of the mistake as just practice. If you're not making any mistakes, you're probably not taking enough risks. I'm going to end with two quotes. If you've listened to my other podcasts, you know I love quotes. The first one is by me. I like to say, let go of the mistake, but don't lose the lesson. And the next quote, the late Nelson Mandela said it best. I never lose. Either I win or I learn. And I think all of these things can be one of the secrets to adopting joy. Please, if you haven't already subscribed to the Adopting Joy podcast, please do and share it with your friends. You can follow me on Instagram at adoptingjoy underscore. That's at adoptingjoy, J-O-Y, and the underscore symbol on Twitter at adoptingjoy. Thank you.